On today's segment of Everybody Eats, I have a company called Lovebug. They are a product company that spreads love through the world with our cards such as intimacy cards, dating cards, and, and more. Our goal is to spread love through the world and to help people build healthy relationships and strong foundations within them. Romance cards. Our romance cards are dating cards that will enrich people's relationships by opening up more communication through dating and doing and doing things together. Couples and singles will get to know their mate or prospect to see if they are a good fit. Scented love cards. Our scented love cards are our special intimacy foreplay cards that help increase couples and singles intimacy level. Regardless of people have been in relationships for years or you can still benefit from our scented love cards. We have all kinds of flavors and styles for every type of couple. Love cards. Our love cards will help spread the love with our love cards. Cards that have compliments on them to help encourage positive communication. For without positive communication, you have nothing. There must be positive to outweigh negative. With our love cards, it will set you at the place you need to be with your mate or your date. Love tears. What better way to start your day one, your date with one of our love tears. Love coupons that can... Be given to yourself if you're dating yourself or you can give to your date. For those that are married or in relationships, why not give your mate something that gives back when you give as well? Our love coupons are the perfect gift. They also have, they all, we all, they said they also have Chronicle Saga as well. Welcome to the world of romance, love, and pain. Um, they can be found on Amazon. Uh, if you type in Love Bug Chron- Chronicles Falling Love ebook, um, and then also they have a website, www.lovebuginfection.com and facebook.com slash lovebuginfection. So if you have any cards that you know you may want to give out for Valentine's Day or you're thinking of a loved one, think of this black owned company. Of this black owned company, we got to support black business, and this is a good way to do that. Alright y'all, it's going to be in the description below, so look out for all the information. Now, with that being said, let's get to the episode. It's a different kind of city when you live in right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together for the better. Change can only start from the thoughts of an average Joe. From the thoughts of an average Joe. From the thoughts of an average Joe. Welcome to another episode of the Thoughts of an Average Joe podcast. My name's Troy Jackson here, y'all favorite Average Joe. And I got some special guests on, but before we even get into that, um, it's the podcast plug segment. I told y'all I'm going to do it. So today, I want to shout out the podcast No Name Fit Game. It's currently available on YouTube. They're going to be on more outlets soon. Uh, People should tune in because they discuss every part of being healthy from the physical to the mental. Uh, they know what it. They know it takes more than just lifting weights to be an overall healthy person, and that being, and that being healthy from a mental standpoint too is critical as well. 
They also talk about diet, exercise, mental health, sleep, anything for a well-rounded approach to getting healthy. I listened to their episode. I like it. I think what they're doing is has potential. It's great. It's great material because you always want to be healthy from the physical to the mental. You want to be healthy all the way around. So I'm going to put that in the uh, description as well. And I'm going to shout it out at the end. So y'all just listen to it. Tell me what y'all think. Uh, don't forget for the podcast plug, man. Just uh, keep um, sending your submissions to admin at averagejt.com in the subject line, podcast plug. And then down below, put your name, why people should listen. And where what outlets your uh, podcast is on, and I'm gonna shout them out. All right. With that being said, uh, I have a couple guests here on today's show. Um, today's episode, we wanted to talk about um, homelessness and everything that comes with it. Um, I have my coworker on T. How you doing, T? Hey, how you doing? And I have uh, her Clem. Clem, how you doing, Clem? I'm doing good. But <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> so. Um, me and T were talking, and she brought this to me, and it was it was an interesting topic, so I wanted to talk about it. So, homelessness, right? What does it entail? I, I got a definition from Urban Dictionary because I get all my definitions from Urban right. Dictionary because we're urban, so you know I try to <laughs> I try to keep it in that limelight. So I'm gonna read off this definition to you, and then you let me know what you think of it. Okay. All right. So, definition of homelessness: a person without a home. Homeless people often sleep in parks, shelters, vehicles, or boxes. Uh, the government does not care for homeless people, which is why they exist in the first place. So the only people left to help the homeless people are nonprofits and religious groups. Many homeless peoples are veterans. This is because once the military is done trying, oh, all right, we're not we're not gonna we, we're gonna finish it right there because <laughs> this is going off yeah. the deep end. All right, so what do you think of the definition? Okay, so um, it sounds like it was pretty detailed, but mm-hmm. there is a couple of things that I would add in there. Um, there's three different types of homelessness. Right, so there's chronic, transitional, and episodic. Mm-hmm. So uh, chronic meaning that they've been homeless for a long period of time. Um, transitional meaning that they enter the shelter system for only one stay or a short period of time. And episodic meaning that they are chronically unemployed and extra. I'm sorry, experience medical, mental health, and substance abuse problems. Okay. So there are three different types, and I think that's really important that people can you know differentiate between them. Okay. What about you, Con? completely agree with what T said Um, me personally you know that saying the home is where the heart is Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen people in the worst living conditions overseas be extremely happy without an actual Mm -hmm. home house but here it's 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 painful sometimes especially when you see people who serve their country I agree with you 100% on that families kids out there and uh, you know God bless the organizations that help but like guys were saying it would be great to see the government step in a bit more I, I agree with you on that so y'all have a, a, a business right with the urban development community yeah, that you is wanna, our nonprofit. Mm-hmm. you want to go and explain what that is so um initially what we would be plan on doing um is building a homeless shelter and offering support services within that homeless shelter in the meantime we're just currently offering support services within the community until that happens um a couple of different things that we do is uh we offer esl courses for you know english speaking I'm sorry, people that would like to learn English. Mm-hmm. Um, we offer employment services, um, and we also have a youth program. So at the moment, we're actually working with a fellow named Victor. He's 60 years old, and he recently had a stroke. And um, after, right after he had that stroke, he lost his job, lost his apartment because he couldn't pay his, bill, mm-hmm. pay his bills, and now he's currently homeless. So what we're doing is working close with him and making sure that we can give him the resources he needs to get back on his feet. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let me see what I put here. Um... 
So one of my friends was helping me write the episode, right? And she works at, um, I want to say like a nonprofit, but she's like a social worker. Okay. And she was telling me that where they at, where they're at, they have two categories of homeless of homeless people. So I wanted to bounce that off y'all and see what y'all think. Okay. She said category one was where like, where they, they're like actually on the streets, where they don't have, like they don't have no address, no nothing to their name, anything of that magnitude. And then category two is basically where they're like couch surfing. So like they may not have a permanent address, but they have people to stay with. But if that person was like, hey, you need to go, then they're on category one. Yeah. Does that make sense? That does make sense. All right. What do you think of that? Well, that is like that's considered the transitional. OK. Um, usually transitional and um, sometimes episodic homelessness. So, I mean, I think that's the most common, in my opinion. Usually if you uh, end up having getting to the point where you have nowhere to live, you have a friend or a family member that will take you in. But then there's those that ha- don't have that. And they've been on the streets for, you know. Uh, one year to 24 years and you know like just a long period of time so um there's definitely two different types if you yeah so i agree with her okay same with you claire same thing here um especially nowadays with the increased cost of living in certain areas mm-hmm. of this country my god oh um, yes oh, i know in cali there's this new type of pod renting system where they're taking a building and literally turning it into a bunk type system oh, just yeah. so people can survive Mm-hmm. You know, so this is happening more because of that. Uh, I agree. I completely and agree with you. I've actually heard of that, and it's really interesting because it's not—it's not just for people who are homeless or people that want affordable housing. It's also for um, people who are just visiting the area. And I, I love the w- what they're doing. I'm gonna go ahead and look up the name now because I, I love that idea. Okay, I agree with you. Um, I feel like so. I'll wait for her to finish, and we'll, we'll go. We'll go into the. Uh, we'll, we'll go into another topic, but. I do feel like they get homeless people get uh, a bad rap when not when it's not necessarily all their fault. Like I'm saying, like unfortunate yep. circumstances happen that may lead you to be, you know, homeless. And then it's like, okay, you're homeless, and once you're homeless, I feel like it's so hard to get out of that cycle. Thank you, it, it's Thank like you. it's like a ever in, it's it's like a never ending cycle, mm-hmm. and people don't necessarily really realize that. Like just because you're homeless doesn't mean that you're not trying. Yep. It could just be that you're, you know what I'm saying, you don't make enough money to get to where you need to be or just things aren't going in your favor. Like, that's how I look at it, right? And maybe I'm just thinking, maybe I'm just being naive. Like, if you're homeless, right, and you apply for a job and they give you an interview, but you don't have no way to clean yourself up, they may not hire you because of your appearance, just just off your appearance alone. Exactly. You may be the person for the job, but because you didn't have any money or any resources to meet, to clean yourself up, now you don't have a job. You know what I'm saying? And now you have now it resorts to asking people for money. And then it's like, well, why aren't you doing enough? Well, I did do enough. I got a job interview, but because I didn't have the resources to make myself look presentable, I wasn't able to get the job. Does that make sense? And there's a cycle. Exactly. Right there. Correct. And I, in my opinion, it's usually not necessarily the, uh, the appearance because you could always go to different organizations that offer you free clothing mm-hmm. and showers, et cetera, et cetera. It's usually the lack of documents that you that you have. I mean, whether you've if you've lost your social security card, your driver's license, any kind of proof of who you are, then they're usually going to turn you away. And um, not many homeless people have the ability to keep all those documents no, on them. I they keep track agree. of everything. So, okay. So I wanted to talk into this. I wanted to get your opinions on how does homelessness take place? Like what causes it? Yes. Oh, okay. So um, there's a couple of different things that cause it. Um, let's see. It's loss of income. That's probably the main thing. Um, aging out of a foster care system, 
physical or mental disabilities, escaping um, domestic violence situations. Um, that's pretty much the, the most common things. And especially, I think mainly the loss of income, especially because now, and, and Clem kind of spoke about it a second ago, the fact that it's really, affordable housing isn't as common you know, as it should be in Florida. Correct. I mean, the minimum wage in Florida is $8.46. That's ridiculous. The you can't even survive <laughs> off of that. <laughs> no, you can't. And the average rent in Orlando, get this, the average rent in Orlando is $1,327 a month for one bedroom. That's a one bedroom. That's a one bedroom. That's how much you make at that with, with the minimum wage job, 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. You can't afford that. So I think loss of income, um, loss of just, and, and being able to find affordable housing is important and that's one of the reasons the main reason in my opinion why people are homeless okay get in that situation yeah and i'm completely there with t i mean basically life happens i mean we've all seen somebody whether on tv or in real life that was on top of the world all it needs is that one incident that one mm-hmm. accident that one situation that 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 didn't you didn't see coming and your whole life is thrown off exactly so t uh move your mic up a little bit for me there we go um but now i feel you um what i wrote down i wrote like, basically you know like y'all said uh, i wrote down uh a, it's usually a series of unfortunate events like employment mm-hmm. um parents could pass away that was maybe that was yeah. your caregiver uh lack of stability lack of income because you don't have a job mm-hmm. and like i said it's, it's, it's a never-ending cycle it's just it's so it's hard out here alone to survive Man. and then when you lose your job and then you can't find another one then you lose everything yeah. It it number one, you're, you're battling at that point with the demons you have within yourself. And then you're mm-hmm. battling with depression. You're trying to get back yes. on the right feet. Ooh, and that's really important Preach. because the depression factor is a lot of what people overlook. Mm-hmm. When you when you get to that point where you've lost everything, you you do become depressed. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you almost give up, and you think that you're never going to be able to to get back on your feet. Nothing ever positive is going to happen to you again. And then sets in the drugs and the alcohol mm-hmm. abuse. Mm-hmm. So I mean. A lot of times when you see someone on the street who just, you could just smell the alcohol permeating off their skin, it's because, I mean, obviously they've been drinking, but what got them, what, what made them drink? What exactly. Made them get to that point? It's not you like, yourself. exactly. It's not for them, for the most part, it's not like they just drunk themselves into being yeah. homeless. It was something that led them to that point. Like exactly. I know every once in a while, like I'll get depressed or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I can't even imagine losing everything. And then trying to have the rebound off of that. I, me personally, I don't know. If I, I don't even know if I could be real with you, be able to handle it. Like it's a lot to have something, and then to lose something, and then now you're living on the street, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where your next meal is coming from, trying to figure out if you're gonna have enough shelter for the for tonight. Especially like, I'm just talking about like in general around the world. Like, um, one of my friends was saying that she was uh, dealing with a client or whatever, and he had um, like, cause it was really cold and he ended up getting uh like frostbite ended up oh having to get like his his toes cut off yeah and it's just like it, i'm just sitting there going like in florida it's it gets cold but i just can't even imagine like some of these other places where it's like literally like freezing like below temperature and you don't have any shelter like how do you i can't even imagine a fathom like how do you survive off of that like how do you cope with that from day to day like every once like i can't even imagine like just even thinking about trying to figure out where my next meal is coming from. Like, I may not eat every day, 
But I, you know I have that luxury to eat every day. But when somebody doesn't have that luxury to eat every day, like it's definitely survival mode and trying to figure out where your next meal is coming from. How am I going to do this? Like if I leave this here, is, is somebody going to take it? Because people like a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of people don't realize like when they're carrying those little carts around, that's that's their life. That is their like, life. Like that's their life. That's everything that they have left. Mm-hmm. And for when people like go around and just like mess with it and take it, I'll, I'll never do stuff oh, like that no. because like that's I, I know exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? If somebody were to take my stuff, I would know exactly how that feels. Like, mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, it's a definitely a sad situation. Um, all right, so let's get into this. What are some of the negative stigmatisms that come with being homeless? So I put down here just a few. Uh, lazy, um, drug problems, always asking for money. Some people perceive them as liars because that they feel like, oh, well, maybe you're just dressing like this and you're not really homeless. Like, when that's not necessarily the case. What no, not you... all the time. <laughs> um, I think that there there are a lot of negative connotations when it comes to homeless people. You know, you, you got people that call them bums and mm-hmm. hobos. And I feel like you never really know what's going on in someone's life. Um, you should just always look at someone, at people, especially that... You, that are obviously have less than what you have mm-hmm. kind of with an open mind you never really know what got them in that situation in the first place so just being a, a good person i think is really important and maybe stepping out and learning more about your community because understanding that there are a certain amount of homeless people out there and um you know <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in the words of great kendrick lamar a lot of people need to humble their ass pretty much <laughs> <laughs> That's how I see it. I mean, even some of the religious organizations. It's it's I grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. You understand? I grew up around different religions, so I respect everybody. But what I've seen that burns me is many times you may have a homeless person or even a person that may be just addicted to drugs or whatever, they're going through something and they may try to go to church or uh, a religious event and they've been denied i've seen that mm-hmm. simply because they may smell badly they don't have the proper clothing but they were going there with the right intentions the right part and the place the place that should be willing to take everybody mm-hmm. denies them because I, guess what they didn't have on the right shoes they yes. didn't have on the right clothes they didn't smell right mm-hmm. so when you have these people my god i mean as we said earlier the government already on some other stuff and then you have people who in the church or other organizations that that have this mentality that's just there's no humility so these people are thinking where can i go i agree with you 100 percent, 100 percent. because let me see what else did i write down here um i agree with you 100 because i like i said um i try to help them out as much as i can if i have any extra money to give you i'll give it to you or if i know like it's going to be a cold day I'll go, I'll like, I'll, if I'm at Wawa, I'll go in there and see what you want. Like, you want anything to eat? You want some coffee, some hot chocolate? And if I have it, I'll give you the jacket on my back. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm going to somewhere where I can control the environment. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can't control the environment. They don't know how cold it's going to be. Like, they don't know if, you know what I'm saying, if it's going to rain, all that stuff. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I feel like a lot of people also forget. Is like, even though some of them may stink, you got to remember, like, if they're outside and it's hot all day, like, they're hot in this heat, they're sweating like we sweating. But they, they don't have the luxury of going home and taking a shower. Exactly. Like, when it rains and it's pouring, they're getting wet. And they, don't, they may not have the luxury of finding clean clothes. And I feel like a lot of people just, like, like you said, a lot of people need to humble themselves because they, they don't necessarily see it from the other side. They only see it from their point of view 
oh, well, he's only asking me this, blase this, blase that. Like, but in all actuality, it's more like, okay, if I put myself in your shoes, I can see exactly what you're going through. So I'm going to try my best to help you out if I have it in any way possible. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Empathy. That's what yeah. people need. Yeah, and I didn't always feel the way I feel now toward homeless people. I mean, um, it was, a, I would say about 10 years ago, we, you know, I was driving in the car with my mom and uh, I saw this, you know, uh, homeless person on the side of the road that was asking for money. Mm-hmm. And my mom, I noticed that my mom always gave them money. And I said, mom, you know, they're probably going to go use that to buy alcohol. They're probably going to go use that for, you know, something bad. She's like, that's none of my business. And I never understood why she kept, you know, giving them money. And she's like, listen, you don't know what someone's been through. So if they go use my money to buy alcohol, then that's what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that next week they're not going to get back on their feet. It doesn't mean that, you know, we can assume that someone's going to continue that bad behavior, you know, and, you know, not help them if we can. That makes any sense. So, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, I understand now why she did it. I, I used to have that attitude as well. Like, uh, it'd be sometimes they will come up to me and they would be like, hey, I need, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Um, I was lied to once by a, by a guy that was homeless. He said that he needed some money for an interview. So I told him, okay, what do you need? So I gave it to him. And then me being me, he told me where the interview was. I went there to see if he went just so I can, just so I can see if he was, you know, being true to his word and he wasn't. And then I saw him later like that week. And I was like, why didn't you just tell me what you needed the money for? I was going to give it to you regardless. But the fact that you lied to me, mm-hmm. it just put a sour taste in my mouth. So now, like, if I see him, like, I won't, like, yeah, I won't help him because I, I, I did you a favor. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I took a leap of faith and helped you out. And all I was asking you to do was just be honest with me. If you ain't have an interview you said you needed for whatever, okay, cool. But one, the moment, that's, that was the main reason why I gave it to him. He said he had an interview. So I'm like, okay, I can see him trying to get back on his feet. So I gave him money for a bus pass and I gave him money so he could get some, some clean clothes. And when that didn't happen, I was just like, I just, I just, it was just, I was just fathom as to why you're just going to tell me the truth. Cause I was like, I, I probably wouldn't have gave him as much as I did, mm-hmm. but I would have gave him something. Man. Well, first of all, man, um, bless you for doing that. Um, we need more people like you and it's unfortunate, <laughs> obviously, even in the homeless game, they got hustlers, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, just to step outside, but still within the same topic, a lot of times in life, um, like the saying goes, once bitten, twice shy. And we back away from things. Like, even in relationship, man. If we get hurt enough, <laughs> God be with the next person that comes along. They're going to yeah. pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what I would say to you and the others is, um, just know that, that, that you did what you did with a good heart. Mm-hmm. And it's going to come back. That's universal karma. It's not even about religion. So, don't, you know, don't let those moments you know, pull, pull you down. I completely understand. So I want to get into this, right? I wanted to I wanted to touch on this as to why, because I always know this is probably one of the reasons why I never I never went into like the military or anything like that. Because when they come out, they don't get treated that well, and nope. then they end up homeless. And I'm I just have a hard time fathoming like so I serve for the country, put my life on the line, in most cases have PTSD, mm-hmm. and now I'm homeless. Like I just don't feel I don't understand why the government doesn't do enough to make sure that the veterans are taken care of. Because what I've realized and for what I'm seeing is like when I actually sit down and talk to them, because I'll sit down like, well, if, if I have enough money, I'll go, 
I'll have them order whatever they want and I'll sit down and talk to them. And it's been a few more that was like, yeah, I served in the military and now I'm homeless and I'm just sitting there going like, like how ungrateful can we be to where somebody puts their life on the line to make sure that we're safe and we can't even make sure that they're okay mentally and physically and actually have a place to eat or a place to stay as opposed to just staying on the streets. Like, I just, I just, I don't fathom how the government can do that. At all, like it's just I just I'm sometimes I'm, I'm just I'm mind blown because I'm sitting there going like if that was me like I would every every chance I get I would tell them there's no need to go into the armed forces because they're not going to treat you right when you get out. In some cases, it's better for them to stay in the military because at least they know they're going to be taken care of as opposed to coming home, getting out and falling on bad times and nobody's there to look out for you. Man, I'm right there with you. You see, um, the government it's an interesting thing because it's a necessary thing. We know this. But, and I'm gonna have to step on my Marvel platform for a second. Similar to when you saw in the Avengers and you know, they had that issue when Captain America said, people can have agendas. Mm -hmm. So the government, you may have some of these politicians that enter with the right intentions and the right heart, but then when they go in, there are agendas, there are platforms. And the truth is they have to follow those. So when these people come back home and whatnot, the reason they are not enough programs, they're not getting enough help, is because the people that should be helping, they want another agenda. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yeah. And um, so I wanted to mention that uh, there are 552,830 people that are homeless right now. 70% of that is veterans, Mm. are veterans. So... um, that that's a big deal. That's, <laughs> you a, know, huge that's deal. a huge It's a huge number. So um, there's 31,000 that are in Florida and 2,000 that are in Orlando alone. Now um, I think, and I agree with Clem on this. I think that once the and I don't want to get too, too uh, you know conspiracy theory with mm-hmm. it, but I think once the American government has the help that they need, like kind of like Clem, what what he said was that um, I think at that point they don't really need them any longer. So I think at that point, veterans are kind of disposable. Because they, they, serve, have, they serve their purpose. They serve their purpose, thank you. Now, um, they have mental illnesses. They mm-hmm. have physical disabilities at this point. You know, they've lost arms, they've lost, lost legs. I mean, what are they gonna do? They can't physically work any longer. There should be more programs out there for them. And at some point, I would like urban development community to actually you know, be able to start a program that, does, that, do, that do help the veterans okay. that need you know, housing. So let's get into this for a second, more about your business. How did Urban Development Community come to be? So Clem can actually tell you about that because he is the vice president currently, um, but he is actually also the founder. Okay. Well, basically, the Urban Development Community was um, it was a passion project, but also a brainchild that was kind of stirring around in my head for years. Uh, I grew up with a father that was involved in the church and did a lot of missionary mm-hmm. work overseas. So from since I could remember, I've been helping people, um, helping him help people. I've been seeing people in the worst conditions. And um, without realizing it, it was training me. So after I myself had a very near-death experience a few years ago, that's when I realized, stop thinking about it, stop talking about it, and be about it. So when I moved here, I was so fortunate to meet T, someone that was pretty much full of passion, just like me had a vision just like me and with her help we pretty much formed it and we're slowly getting people and it's continuing and we just we just want people to know where i guess you could call us a a non-profit for misfits and hippies 
you know okay we we're not judgmental as long as you come with a positive vibe a positive heart and you're trying to change that's us because okay. everybody talking you turn on the tv you go online <laughs> man they got whole channels just paying people to talk mm -hmm. but who's it doing exactly so that's our thing we okay. do i like that i like that it's all about actions more than words i there respect that i really respect that i really respect that because like you said a lot of people talk about i'm going to help you with this i'm going to do this i'm going to do that but then nothing changes exactly it's like politicians oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly like it's politicians exactly like politician. <laughs> they sit there and tell you what they go to do and then as soon as they get elected they don't remember nothing they said mm -hmm. they was going to do and it's like so you just basically lied to get my vote I'm which, done, right? Yep, the job is done then. At that point, they're like, <laughs> I can do what I want. Exactly. So, what did I want to bring up here? So, why do you feel like, so do you feel like the community is doing enough to help the homeless people? And if they aren't, why are, why, why are they not? Hmm. I will, I'm going to say no, only because there's still that social stigma that we spoke about earlier uh -huh. about homelessness. I still feel like that people assume too much instead of actually getting out there and speaking to them. You know, every, everyone's situation is different. Never really know what someone's dealing with. Um, I feel like we put a lot of, and not that I'm saying we shouldn't, but we put a lot of attention on um, women and children, which is great. I'm happy for that. But there's still those individuals out there with mental illnesses. Mm -hmm. There's still the veterans out there that have no, that don't have as much help as they should have. So. I definitely agree with everything that T said. And um, it goes back to what you said a few minutes ago empathy and humble humility unfortunately a lot of people <laughs> they got to touch the stove and get burned to know it's hot mm -hmm. in other words they see the problem they see they may see it every day but what do they say that ain't me mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i don't know nobody in that situation I, I wish them the best but let that happen to them let that happen to somebody they know a family member a mm -hmm. friend man mind blown then all of a sudden so the goal is to try to educate as well but in a realistic way mm -hmm. i completely agree i agree yeah and i mean and i completely understand why someone would you know not really care because they're not in a situation i mean there's so many things going on in the world that we should pay attention to we kind of have to uh pick and choose what we focus on in our own lives right so i will say that one of the reasons why i got into this is because i was homeless with my family when we were like i think i was um like 10 or 11 years how old. was that experience I mean, honestly, it wasn't bad. I've always had like this way of thinking, like, you know, uh, what's it called? A silver lining uh -huh. in every situation. And that's the way my mom, you know, raised me. So when we were homeless, we were only homeless for two years and we had two different homeless shelters that we stayed in. And uh, one was high barrier, meaning that they had a lot of rules and they're really Christian and they're super strict. And the other one was low barrier, which we had a lot more freedom. And I always thought to myself, at least, at least we have a roof over our head. Correct. Like we're not living in the car. We're not on the streets. You know, my mom was able to provide for us still, and she was a single mother, by the way. So she's a single mother of three ch children, and, you know, it could have been worse, and that's how I've always, you know, thought of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how I got into this thing. I was like, you know what? If I could figure out a way to help someone, and I hadn't really put my finger on it, because I've had a number of different jobs, and the common factor in all these jobs was that um, I was helping people. And I was like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Like, what, what can I do in my career right now to help someone? And then I literally ended up kind of searching online. And then I ran into someone who was looking for help for a nonprofit, which was Clem at the time. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to show up and just listen to what he has to say. And I listened to him and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to be a part of this. Like I have to join this group of people that are trying to do so much good in the community. 
and then you know I'm the president now and that's what's you know up. we're doing we're doing so much and I've like I've never looked back so it's been a couple of years now that's what's up that's that's what's up like <laughs> I know I used to do um at was it my I think my uh was my brother my brother Manny used to know somebody and before he moved so like every third Sunday we would show up to like downtown and just help feed the homeless and just to see just to see their faces, just to, mm-hmm. to, to see that they're going to get a home-cooked meal. Like, it, it brought joy and satisfaction because, like, they literally don't know, you know what I'm saying, when it's coming from. Mm-hmm. And there was never no fights, was never no arguments. Everybody's just down here having fun, communicating with one another, enjoying each other's company, just eating. And I, yeah. I think that's what a lot of people forget is that homeless people are just people, people. as well. Yes, the, the, word, the word homeless is very watered down, unfortunately. We, we, send, we, send, we tend to think about it as a different breed of human uh-huh. <laughs> but really just people like this unknown species out there <laughs> right. that nobody knows about but it's they're they're humans just like us exactly. like right. anybody can fall on hard times correct and I, I think that's what people forget anybody can fall on hard times and then you At can be moment. just like them yep and now you're in the same situation they are all that all that bad you was talking and now you're like dang i, I see exactly what they're going through you know, i see exactly what they're going through and now it's like oh well i wish i wouldn't have said this or said that but it's too late you, you you can't you can never take words back. You can never take words back. Um let me see what else did I put here. Oh, I also feel like this that I'll give you a perfect example that the government is more reactive than proactive. Like for example, if a guy's struggling if there's somebody struggling to pay their rent or knowing a virgin being homeless, if they go to assistance, you have to wait till the eviction notice is already on the door as opposed to, okay, this is how much I'm down. Here's what I can help you with. Because once the eviction notice is on the door, you got to pay everything up front as opposed to maybe working out a deal. And it's too late because most companies don't have that type of money depending on how late you are. It's, it's a wrap. And then they fall into that homeless trap when in all actuality, if, if, he, like, if he can prove documentation that this is how much he needs, you should be able to go there and help him so it doesn't get to that stage. saying these are people that that would normally we would see at work we would see at school church that just fell on hard times or going through a situation and um it would be nice if they took some um, preemptive strikes before it got to that point but once again there are agendas and platforms to follow i, I completely agree Correct. with you unfortunately yeah and i and, and there's i will say this there's a reason why they do that um it's usually because there's a certain amount of money allotted to certain states for issues like that see i get where you coming from mm-hmm. here's my whole thing right we spending all this money on this nonsense on i4 when it could be money going to people getting homeless people off the streets yes. why do we need all this what extra money for tolls what are yeah. they going to do they're not doing nothing productive with the money <laughs> like where's the money going to because we still see a number of homeless people on the streets but we appear building all this i4 yeah. stuff all this constructions like the 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 building and out the building that Altima that's finally getting that's finally getting worked on that was there for years we could have easily turned that into a shelter if that got finished we could have easily made put that money towards other things like homelessness so people aren't being homeless like I just feel like there's so much wasted money out here yeah and not going towards the right places because mm-hmm. I understand if, if I honestly feel like if we put the money towards the right places there would be less crime 
There'll be more more general happiness in the world. More people will be more happy to be in the United States instead of leaving. There might even be more reproduction going on because people are happy. They can't afford to live. But when we put in all this money into stuff that don't matter, like, to be honest, I, Orlando don't need no more tolls. No, we don't. We definitely don't need no more tolls on I-4. Like, it's, it, if it's congested, it's congested at this point. Ain't nothing we can really do about it because mm-hmm. the tolls ain't going to help. But then we, we're building that. We're doing other stuff instead of putting the money to where it needs to be to help giving back to the community to actually help yeah. the people. And exactly. I think that's part of the problem. Now, um, there's, a, there's a thing called the National um, Alliance to End Homelessness. And this is a government company. And what they do is exactly what you're talking about. They try to make sure the government is using the money that is for you know affordable housing, homelessness, just helping people in the community is used for that. And um, unfortunately, dealing with our government, um, you know, we do spend a lot of money on things we don't need. Uh-huh. You know, we got tons, millions and millions of dollars going into the military and getting ready for whatever. No one's gonna get ready to that. go for the war. Yeah. And then once again, when they come home, they get rid of them. And then it's yeah. like, oh, okay, thank yeah. you for your service. Where's now the you're money going? Exactly. exactly. But that's always gonna be a question for us. And you know, that'll be a whole different segment there. But <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, there is a certain amount of money that's allotted. Unfortunately, it's just not enough. And I feel like, right, if we're gonna put billions of dollars into the military you trying to tell me that you can't put x amount of fund aside Mm -hmm. so therefore when homeless people fall on hard times they can have like some sort of a pacific pension just for that Mm -hmm. that they can fall back on so like it goes back to what i said earlier you want me to go to war for you then when i come back i'm on my own but i went to war to save to to help to help save y'all life but now that i've done my deed is you no longer care about what i did for you like it's it's all it's all the way around messed up and you know what? Um, there is a comp- there, there are programs, by the way, just no one knows about it. And I think that's also on purpose, too. Um, there's a couple of different programs that people can apply for. Unfortunately, even if they did know about it, it takes like six months for you, them to process you and this application and everything. So um, there's a company called HUD, which is Housing Urban Development, Housing of Urban Development. I'm sorry, Urban Development, I believe. But they have programs that they offer and they give you, they'll give certain families money to you know kind of like grants uh-huh. to get you know to use to get off their feet um but again no one knows about that exactly like, so no it's one. not being it's like you got to do your research <laughs> you to really know about that you have to that. do your research yeah <laughs> that's one thing i have to give to t um i've learned a lot from her regarding a lot of these programs grants and all that um there's a quote that i always thought was powerful when it um goes the people should not be at the mercy of the government the government should be at the mercy of the people. All that basically is saying is that it's a Jedi mind trick that 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 the people just have to blindly follow the mm-hmm. government. If your government is not doing what they're supposed to do or they can do better, they're beholden to that. Mm-hmm. They owe us, the people. Mm-hmm. But the Jedi mind trick is that, as T was saying, knowledge is power. Yes. So you have, a, you have a cat over here, he went to college, he studied all of this, you know, political science. That's like me having car trouble and going to a mechanic the mechanic gonna know more than me Mm -hmm. so -hmm. this is where we also do need to educate ourselves or those in the community that do then need to spread that knowledge Mm -hmm. yes they do and um, I think it is important because and I was actually talking about that at work the other day I was getting a debate with a group of people around the area that I sit in and they were talking about uh, uh, voting and the voting process and stuff and I was like you know what they need to do is give everyone a short quiz and if they can't pass that short quiz you know answering questions about the government then they can't vote i mean that's just it's that simple like people should know more about the government 
And I'm, I'm not afraid to admit, I'm still learning. Like, I don't know everything about the structure of our government and everything that happens. And again, there's still only information, there's only some information that I even provide to us. So we really should do our, do our homework, do our due, do, I'm sorry, our due diligence and make sure that we know, um, we learn about the structure of our government. So what can the community do more to help the homeless people? Become knowledgeable, learn yeah. more. I mean, big way, should be looking at it. We urban developed community organizations like this, nonprofits like this that are willing to do deep community outreach. Mm -hmm. Lord knows I'm not knocking any of the nonprofits, but some won't even let you in the door depending if you may have a record or something like mm -hmm. that. So yeah. we need organizations and individuals who like I said, we'll just talk about it, they'll be about it. And if a person's confused or whatever, or create events to educate. And, you know, we're in our little corner of the world here trying to do that and trying to spread that to help as much people as possible. I understand. Yeah, and just, just researching. I think um, knowing that, knowing the source of your information, because we're in an age now where we're, no one's just watching the news any longer. You know, we're, we're going online, we're researching, we're, we're reading articles and stuff, and we're we're listening to podcasts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so people are actually getting out there and using and getting different sources. But knowing that knowing that your sources are honest and true is important, too. So I agree. And even with this podcast, brother, what you were doing, I commend you. Yes, we need more brothers like you, more people like you that take that initiative, you know, make a move. Yeah, T brought it to me and I was like, because I like I said, I've always geared towards relationships, but now that I rebranded, I wanted to talk about other things. So I was like, because I know my little brother um, had did, when he was at UCF, he did, uh, he had to do like something, a project along with homelessness. So when he, so when she brought it to me, I'm like, yes, we can do this because I talk, I, I don't, like I don't deal with them a lot, but when I do see them, I try to talk to them, I try to help them, and I think more people need to just realize that, look, it's they're regular people like us. They're not like, you know, some Area 51 alien or, or anything like that. They're just regular people like you and me that just fell on hard times and just wasn't able to get up off their feet. Right. And I feel like if, if we if we understood that more as a people, then we will be able to help more and things will start to turn around slowly but surely. Because this is going to be a long process. It's not oh, something yeah. that's going to happen overnight. Yep. But we got to have the patience and the resources like like i was saying earlier like if we if we spent some more of this money and put it towards maybe the where the shelters can feed them more than once a day that might make a difference because if you really sit there and think about it some of these homeless people ain't eat all day and then they come in they go to a homeless shelter where they only eat one time a day that one day is they're grateful for it mm -hmm. but it's probably not enough Exactly. It's probably way more not enough. It's just sitting there going like it's enough just to hold them over, but then eventually they're going to get hungry again. Yes. And if you don't eat and if you don't drink, that's going to be deteriorating to your body. And the next thing you know, you're sick. The next thing you know, we end up we we end up losing another person over something that could have been avoided. Yeah. And Clem, what was that saying that you told me one time when you give someone a fish, uh, you teach them how to fish? How does it go again? Um, well, basically, you can um, give a man a fish, mm -hmm. and he can eat for a day for a day but if you feed if you teach him how to fish he can eat for a lifetime or something yeah, like that yeah and i think a lot of organizations need to remember that because they giving giving a person a meal is one thing but letting giving them supportive services to get back off their feet and actually be able to go home every day and have a job and keep that job and shop for themselves is important too you know we have to get get them back to that point mm -hmm. so um yeah I completely understand. So, 
my little brother right like i said earlier i'm just gonna read some of the stuff he did in his study he was saying that um he had a study that showed that homeless men at Sanford, they didn't like they how they wanted to perceive. They didn't want to be looked down or downgraded, so they tried to keep up with their parents as much as possible. And I do feel like that it's a catch-22 to that because I feel like if you're homeless and you don't look homeless, people won't believe you, so they won't help you. So therefore, it's like you have to sit there and not keep up with your parents. Then you have to sit there and maybe not smell the way that you want to smell. But then also at the same time, when you're trying to go get a job, it's like it's it's a no-win situation. Because, for example, let's let's take you for example, Clem. Let's say, for example, you walk up to somebody and it's like, hey, you know, I'm homeless. I'm trying to go through it. Because you keep yourself up. They're going to look at you and be like, yeah, man, you're lying to me. Like, get, get out of my face. You know what I'm saying? But then... If you don't look the way you look and you come to them, they may help you, but it's like, ooh, why hasn't he got himself together? So it's like, it's it's a no-win situation to where we're so judgmental, and it's 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 hard it's hard to get out of that circle. Yep. It's hard to get out of that circle, and it's like most of them, like he was saying, they desire to look good and clean. And there's even some out some programs in the community that try to take it that try to help them, like give them, provide them with decent clothing, provide them with free wash Wednesdays available at some shelters. But that can only go so far. Mm-hmm. If, that, if it's a few, we need more than a few. We need thousands, possibly maybe millions. Like, my whole thing is, and then also it's like, and I'm going to take it to the extreme here. I feel like if a homeless person is really is, is, is like really down in their luck and nobody's helping them, they may feel like jail is a better option because at least yeah. they know they're going to have three meals I've a day. They're going to have, you know, they're <laughs> gonna have food. They're, they're going to have a... Uh, a, a, a roof over their head and structure in their life and it shouldn't be that way to where a homeless person has to commit a crime just to make sure that it's, it's a shame that the jail will take better care of people than the government yeah. Yeah. I said it better. <laughs> like it shouldn't be like that like i'm saying jail shouldn't be uh well let me go ahead and commit a crime because i'm a, i know for a fact i'm gonna be well taken care of in jail then i'm then then i am with people trying to help me out or the yeah. government's quote quote unquote saying they're going to take care of me but they don't yeah or i'm just gonna continue to be homeless because it's you know it's easier for me to to be homeless than it is to pay my own bills exactly it's too expensive for mm-hmm. housing there's no affordable housing for me so i'm just gonna be homeless because that's cheaper so <laughs> like it's just and then even that affordable housing thing like just to get off track for a second to me that's a scam because like the rent is so high in Florida. Mm-hmm. Like for example, if you make thirteen fifty and you're trying to go to a place downtown out of one bedroom, that you 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 that's not enough to live because nope. you got other bills on top of that. But then it's like you got to meet a certain criteria of how much you can make. So just yeah. because I make more than that amount, you're telling me I can't get affordable housing. But in actuality, I need it because I can't afford to live at this just for this one bedroom. I'm paying a thousand dollars for one bedroom. That's not even including electricity utilities food gas clothes and whatever whatever the expenses you may have you're right it's not realistic it, I've it actually isn't. had the same issue too i mean i was in the, the predicament where i didn't make enough but my boyfriend made enough but he made too much mm-hmm. made too much i mean so we couldn't find a place <laughs> and I was like, this is so weird so i got to the point where i had to lie and say that he didn't live with me mm-hmm. in order for me to get that place mm-hmm. and then lion said i had another job mm-hmm. and luckily the other job that i had at the time was able the manager was able to um lie for me and mm-hmm. say that i still work there and it was just it was crazy hoops that we had to jump exactly it shouldn't be like that exactly it shouldn't be like that like it really shouldn't be like that like i think i saw it was like some article i saw to where it's like to be able to live comfortably and pay your rent in downtown orlando 
it was he had to make like twenty two and some change or something like that. And I'm sitting there going like, who's paying that? They barely want to pay thirteen fifty. So who like like where are we getting these jobs to where people are paying us twenty two, twenty three dollars an hour? Like nowadays, it's like people have to go get their masters just to make forty thousand a year. When and but now I'm in eighty thousand dollars, ninety thousand dollars worth of debt. That's not conducive to my living. If I'm paying, if I'm in eighty thousand dollars worth of debt just from school alone, you tell me I got to go get a master's just to make forty thousand. That doesn't add up to me. Like it, it, it doesn't add up at all. So why am I going to school? And I, I hate seeing how much building they're, they're building all these subdivisions that no one can afford. All these, all these new townhouses and condos. I say this all the time <laughs> that Orlando is trying is is trying to work its way to be like New York, but they don't have the financial assistance that New York has because New York is expensive. But New York does have some financial assistance to help people out. You can't sit there and try to be like New York, but you're not paying like New York. Yep. It don't work that way. Like, you can't raise the cost of living and not raise minimum wage. Like, you can't raise it to where now, all of a sudden, just for a one-bedroom apartment, it's 2000 but the minimum wage is only $10 an hour. Like, <clears throat> I know it's frustrating, and that's why. And we could sit here and get hypertension all day, but we can take action. Yeah, we can take do. a start in our corner. You know, we know the money is there. Create programs to take the money. Create grants to take the money. And then we can utilize it. Mm, exactly. Because Lord knows a lot of the politicians, they know what time it is. Mm-hmm. They're not going to stop it. So it's up to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that makes us different from a lot of other organizations is we're not afraid to go out there and speak to people and see exactly what's you know what's causing you know why they're in the situation that they're in what can we do to help them so i completely understand um so i want to touch on this and after that we're going to wrap it up why do you feel like society downplays homelessness because it's not profitable (laughs) you know it's it's it doesn't make us money you know and it's it's one of those things where uh we focus on what sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <laughs> like, I <don't> pretty much. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I agree with T, and also it it reminds humanity of our errors, and um, nobody likes to be reminded of mm-hmm. our errors. Mm-hmm. You know, so a homeless person, for many people, like you guys have said so perfectly, they don't want to look at them. Oh, that's he's not like me. She's not like me. Yes, they are. They just had a circumstance that you've never been through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And they're pushing them out of the city more and more to rural areas, and it's like kind of an out of sight, out of mind kind of mm-hmm. thing. And I, I think that's a big deal. I, I'm glad you touched on that. To where you you're pushing them out to where it's out of sight, out of mind, but then it's only going to get worse because mm-hmm. now that they're not seen, they're really not getting the help that they need. And you're 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 pushing you're you're pushing them away to build more buildings. And to get more money, but once again, like I said, where's that money going to? It's not going to the people that need it. It's going in your pockets to collect more money, and you ain't paying no taxes on it. So it's just it's it's, it's all around frustrating. So I do have I do have a segment I normally do, uh, basically on whatever topic we talk about. So today we talked about homelessness, and I have an unpopular opinion segment. So my unpopular opinion segment is like I said earlier. It's just like look, homeless people are people. They're just like us. You know what I'm saying? Don't like try to put yourself. In their shoes just because you know they stink it, it, it's, it may not be their fault you know what I'm saying like some like you gotta remember like some people get so bad down on their luck that 
if they do end up like taking a poop on themselves or whatever, they're that depressed to where they don't care because nobody's going to help them anyway. Nobody mm-hmm. is, nobody's reaching out to their well-being. Like I remember the one time I sat there and there with the homeless guy. He was like, "Look, I appreciate that so much because nobody sat there and actually talked to me in a couple of years." So he was like, "Just that little act alone shows me that they're they're they're, they're still light at the end of the tunnel." And that's what I think most people tend to forget is that when is that they need an inspiration just like everybody else needs inspiration. And when you don't have that inspiration, you go into deep, dark times that you may not get out of. Yeah. And also, I want to mention that um, not letting a bad experience with a homeless person deter you away from helping mm-hmm. anyone else. Because there's always, and people are, like I said before, homeless people are not different from any other people. There's going to be those people out there that are out there to use you, that are out there to just, um, you know, play on your sympathy. But you don't want to let that deter you from helping someone in the future. Mm-hmm. So. And even this podcast here, as I said, you're doing your part. You know, you're getting the word out there, and um, I respect you very much. I brother. thank you for that. Um, in fact, shoot, if you're free next Sunday, if the podcast world is free, <laughs> they should swing by um, Orange County Library. Okay. Downtown. Yeah. All right. We have a meeting, and you know, downtown Sanford. People. Um, Orlando. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The, um, the library downtown. They could come through and. Um, they can contact you for the information. All right. We can make that work. I'll be there. You have my word. I'll Thank be there. You, Next Sunday, right? Yep. I got you. And I also wanted to mention um, we have an Instagram channel, okay. Urban Development 4, and that's number four, and Facebook.com slash Urban Development 4. Go ahead. She put it okay. out. Go ahead. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I got to look. I got to look. I wasn't sure. Okay. Um, you, that's what I'm here for. Any, any social media you want to put on there, that's that's all you. Go ahead and put it out and there. Then our website, urbandevelopmentcommunity.org. Okay. All right. So say it again for the people. All right. So our Instagram is urbandevelopment4, the number four, and then facebook.com slash urbandevelopment4 and urbandevelopmentcommunity.org. All right. So please follow us and, you know, come to our meetings, please. All right, that's definitely going to be in the description. I'm gonna put that in the details below. When are y'all meetings? Um, it's a couple of times a month. Okay. Um, we we post on our Facebook, we post on our meetup, and okay. on our website exactly when. But uh, the first one this month will be uh, next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Most deaf. Okay. All right. So I'll definitely do that. Um, I want to thank y'all for getting on the podcast. Uh, I, I really, I really like, I really want to talk about this topic. T brought it to me, and I'm I'm glad we was able to make this happen. I'm definitely glad I was able to make this happen. Um. For my listeners, y'all know where to follow me at, man. Um, Instagram, the average JTPC. Y'all can email me at admin at averagejt.com. The Facebook is, uh, you can just look up Thoughts of an Average Joe podcast. And that Facebook page is there. I appreciate it. All, the, all the listens, all the support, all the downloads. Just keep liking, sharing, rating, reviewing. And I'm just going to keep pushing out more topics for y'all. Um, for the month of August, I'm going to be doing two episodes a week. So that's eight. So I'm trying to give y'all, you know, more content because my birthday's in September. So I'm not, um, I'm probably pushing them out, but I, it may not be, you know, <laughs> as frequent as y'all used to. So I'm trying to get y'all with all this content now before that happens. Um, but once again, man, I definitely appreciate all y'all support because without y'all, this would not be possible. This would not be possible without y'all. So I greatly appreciate it. Um, if you go on my Instagram, the original playmaker at Average JT or the average JTPC you click on my link tree you see all you see all the um all the links that are on there I already submitted to iHeartRadio so I'm just waiting to hear back from them to see if I get on there so hopefully I'll know within a a couple of days uh once again if y'all want to get on the podcast plug 
you just need to email me at admin at averagejt.com, put in the subject title of the podcast plug. It doesn't matter if you're in the U.S., don't matter if you're outside the country. I'm going to listen to your podcast, and I'm going to post it because I'm not going to post it without listening to it. So that way I know what I'm talking about. And then same thing for the Everybody E segment. It doesn't matter what business you have. You send, you put in a subject line, everybody eats. You tell me about your business. You tell me um, what it's about, where they can find it, and uh, your social media for it. I'll put that out there. I do need more submissions. So I'm just, look, this is free promotion that I'm giving y'all. I'm just trying to give back to the community. It's free promotion. You can't go wrong. It's free. I'm not charging you. I'm just trying to get, I'm just trying to help. I'm just trying to make sure everybody wins out here. All right, y'all. I appreciate y'all. I love y'all. Remember, man. John 316, we out. Peace. It's a different kind of city when you live it right. All different opinions, can you choose a side? Come together. For the better, change can only start From the thoughts of an average Joe From the thoughts of an average Joe